It is Six Pack Lapidat, and this is part one of our holiday special. I say holidays, uh, whether it's Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever else, whatever denomination you believe in or whatever you're into, Krampus, Happy Krampus Holidays, there it is. Um, We got a special one. It's part one because we're going to do this into two parts. This episode, we got none other than John Hack and Andy Wang, who are obviously powerlifting legends in their own right, but opening up a new podcast called Two Guys, One Shaker Cup. And uh, these dudes are hilarious. They come on, they bring in their mix of things, and we're going to cover the untested side of powerlifting. So we play some games, we make a naughty list, we make a grateful for list, uh, we make a Christmas wish list, and then John <laughs> breaks out, and uh, he dropped this on us, we play ball, and it got interesting, he breaks out the murder fuck kill game with a Christmas theme, I shit you not, um, that comes at the end, you're going to want to stick around for that one, it gets a little interesting, but expect no less, they, they should have a good podcast, man, they got a good chemistry, they obviously know powerlifting, but they're also some funny dudes, and they spice up a podcast whenever they're on as guests, so um, I'm guessing this is going to be a good podcast, them rolling forward. So enjoy this, and look out for the part two, which will be the IPF version. This version, it's mostly the untested we're going to talk about when we're making our lists, and uh, for the next podcast, I will have some people from the IPF doing the IPF version. And stick around for that one. It should be fun. It will drop in the next couple of days. So with no further ado, enjoy the holiday special. 2020, it's been a fucking wild year, gentlemen. We got the a Christmas special here. We got... Our fellas from a new podcast. Do you guys want to talk about this new podcast coming up? Does it have a title? Does it have a... Yes, it does have a title. Andy Wang, John Hack, and the hosts of... What is this? Two guys, one shaker cup. (laughs) Which... Merry Christmas, For anyone who doesn't know the reference, look up Two Girls, One Cup. Do and you will be blown me. away by the greatest <laughs> video of my Dis- generation. Disclaimer, uh, not suitable for work. Uh, yeah. I was say, if you're working from home and you're on the VPN from your work server or whatever. The just rated, rated NC-17. Don't be eating chocolate ice cream. Oh, my. You watch it, too. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys are telling me your, your podcast name, like that's absolutely wonderful. That's well done, fellas. It took a lot of research and uh, polling to get it the perfect one. <laughs> My girlfriend doesn't like it. <laughs> really? <laughs> she's yeah. against well, She's it? like, I don't get it. I'm like, it's two girls, one cup, but two guys, one shake. I was just like, no, I get that, but I don't get why it's funny. I'm like, whatever. You wouldn't get it. So when, when is this going to, do you feel going to start dropping on a regular occurrence? Is it starting up in the new year? Or? No, I think we'll just launch at the beginning of the year. No. Everything's just about set. We got graphics and all that ready. Oh shit! Yeah. You guys are coming in hard, hitting the ground running. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think I'm thinking almost a year off podcasting. It's, I kind of miss it. Is it like, do you, is it something? Cause it's been a while that I've been doing this year after year, like at least once a week, I'm sitting down talking to somebody. Was yeah. it like initially, Hey, fuck my time is freed up or were you immediately missing it? Oh, for sure. Like I, it, it kind of got repetitive. It kind of like had the same format and we kind of ran out of like new guests. So that was tough. And then also the timing, the time it took and, I was wondering all the editing and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it was good to like take a break. How much editing did you do? I guess with Brendan as your co-host quite a bit. <laughs> you got I to did double both. your face at some points. Is... <laughs> yeah, well, luckily it was only uh, audio, but yeah, I mean, I, I did all the recording, all the all the stuff. And then we, we always had like internet issues. So there's a lot of like times where you had to like retake it or yeah. do it. And, and all that stuff so yeah that took some time sometimes i know you mean with sometimes you gotta like when you're getting people on you can have a like a shitload of people on after a while and you're like is someone new popped up are we gonna do the same people over and over but there's always like storylines to come but yeah yeah you got also your... i think i think with zoom now it's a lot better because we used to use skype and that was kind of not as great dude so. i'm i'm all over this zoom train yeah, John was like, hey, do you need any special equipment? Like, do you have any? Do I need to go over to your house and do this? I'm like, no, this is, it's, it's Zoom life now. I thought you had, like, nice microphones to have, like, good audio. Zoom's I mean, pretty good, man. I mean, I if you've got an old old school computer, you might, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad at all. So we'll do. Come over. It's okay. Guys. What's that? <laughs> uh, well, I want to see the new, I want to see the new place. You haven't. Not invited yet. <laughs> yeah you gotta do that was hilarious that pic you had posted where you're like guys live like this and don't see a problem with it uh, and it's like you sitting on a, like a ladder or some shit or like no, you're I'm watching sitting on, a, on a lawn chair a pull-out lawn chair and then i have like a step stool and i put my phone on it like that was for real like i ordered a bunch of furniture but because of covid it was like all late and delayed and all that stuff and i'm so every night i'm just eating dinner at on my lawn chair have you gotten the furniture yet? Yeah, I'm. I'm well, yeah, on a couch. I see. Yeah, now. So. Oh, okay, wow. that's good. And I post one of those. How it started. How it's going now. Yeah, that's that's another meme. Yeah. Everybody's doing. You got famous on TikTok with that picture. Yeah, it was crazy. I, John John has a hand in it because he made the meme. I, oh, was it you did it? it? John made it. I made it, but he put the caption on. He told me the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've made some good memes lately, Joe. 2020, you've stepped up your meme game, sir. Yeah. So, like, sometimes when I'm not feeling like posting a lift, I'll just, uh, well, I'll like see a, a good meme picture on like Reddit or something. I'd be like, I could probably make something of that. And then I just wait for like when I'm feeling creative. Yeah. 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 That works. And that meme went on TikTok. Are you guys on TikTok, man? I'm trying. I don't oh know. No. I, no! That's a tough one for me, man. It, like, yeah. Who's on TikTok that we know that are powerlifters that are they're killing? TikTok? I've watched like someone like fitness. I mean, of course, there's like, it on Instagram too. I've seen like fitness TikTok is super just cringy, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that. It's I, so I was like, Kingless is on TikTok, but we'll just the same thing as Instagram. We just post a lift. Like, I'm not doing the TikTok, obviously. I'm just reposting lists. I'm yeah. like, is this what people want on TikTok? 
but I don't know if it's, if, am I wasting my time or what the hell? And I look at other lifters and some of them are posting lifts on TikTok, but some of them are like doing dances and shit. I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I yeah. don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like looking at both like Andy and I's Instagrams, I feel like we don't put too much effort into it. We just post our videos and, you know, we're like good enough where people want to follow us for that. So TikTok doesn't seem like TikTok seems like you have to like try a little bit harder to have like 20 <laughs> videos and stuff. And I don't want to do that. Or yeah, it's weird. Like I posted Jessica Bittner deadlifting and it wasn't like anything or like her normal deadlift. I got a million mm-hmm. views on TikTok. A million. That's like 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 I'm and it's not like King of Lifts on TikTok has a massive following. It's got like 20,000 or so which isn't small, mm-hmm. but it's not like, you know, our Instagram in a million fucking views, the algorithm. I don't know how it picks up on TikTok and it's just her deadlifting. So I don't know if you have to do anything. If you could just take a video, post it on Instagram, do the exact same video, post it on TikTok and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Or if you're, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm sure as hell not doing music and dancing and that kind of shit. I'll tell you that. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Instagram so- has reels now too. So right. if you really I- wanted to do it, you could do that. Exactly. I think I'm going to stay on Instagram. But um, so for the Christmas special, fellas, we got some lists. Thankful for a wish list, a naughty list. Uh, But first, let's do what is your favorite Christmas movie? It's Die Hard, obviously. It's the greatest movie ever. It's not just the best Christmas movie. It's the best movie. Is it really your favorite movie? No, it's not my favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. It's, it's good. definitely one of the movies that You'll my dad going. and I make. My like mom, well, my mom just leaves the room because she's like, let's watch a Christmas movie. And I'm like, Die Hard. Yeah. Like, Dude, every year. Like, you make us watch Christmas Story every year. Like, yeah. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> we get one movie. If you if you were an actor and you do a movie like um, like Elf with Will Ferrell, if you, as soon as you sign on, if you're signing on to a Christmas movie, you know that movie for the next thirty years could be every single year played. You need to sign on and be like, I want royalties, because that kid from a Christmas movie, if he never did another work in his life, which I don't think he did, he probably became a drug addict or whatever. But if he got royalties, He's everything. Oh, what's that? The, the kid from Christmas Story is actually in Elf. No! No yeah, way! Yeah, he's a... Uh, uh, you know when, like, Will Ferrell's, like, making the little Etch-A-Sketch and the, like, Elf yeah. is like, how many did you make? Yeah. Like, 30? And then it's that... That's the kid from A Christmas no Story. shit, dude! Well, I'm actually happy that he... Like, got some... Yeah, he looks like he's doing well, so... But if you, if you imagine being that kid and his agent's like, listen to me, kid, I'm going to fight that you get a cut for royalties every time this thing's played. Trust me, this is going to be a big a big nil nest egg for you. Because for there on out, you know they're going to play the hell out of it on, on every single service. You know, it's going to pop up, like, if you do something like that. But yeah, like, Will Ferrell's Elf isn't nearly as old, but it's played all the damn time. Andy, who, what's your favorite, sir? I'd say Elf. There you go. You're a yeah. Will Ferrell guy? I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I would Save also it. say Elf for like Elf a real like, Christmas Eve. Yeah. 
El Solid, here's one that you fellas need to check out. Are you familiar with the tale of Krampus? Am I saying that name? Uh, is that the newer one? So Krampus is, it was made, this is like a uh, mythological Yeah, it was like story. 2017 or something like that. Well, so so the movie was, but the actual character is like Santa Claus. I was, it was made. Well, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. German. Some people might not know. So whatever listeners are like, what the shit is okay. Krampus? I didn't know either until the movie came out, by the way. It's not like I'm a fucking historian on this, so full disclosure. But uh, in Germany in like 1700s or some shit, they made up a character. Essentially, the old story of be good or else you'll be in the naughty list wasn't working for some kids. So, so the Germans leave them to up the game a little. And so they made up a character to tell the kids, be like, Krampus comes on Christmas Eve. And if you don't... First, the telling was, if you don't be good, he's going to take all your gifts that Santa Claus leaves you. The shit escalated. <laughs> there must have been some badass kids like, I don't care. So they're like, he's going to take you. He's going to take your little brother. He's going to take your little sister. This is a demon. And they're like, holy shit. This is some wicked stuff to get a kid to go to sleep in time and whatnot, right? To listen so um, German folklore and shit is crazy. <laughs> Dude, like they myths. don't play. They don't play um so the anyways so that movie you're referring to is the movie there is a few of them so i don't know if it's the same one we're both talking about but there's one 2015 2017 last five years yeah, yeah, they started no. making them and they're like horror movies for christmas and some of them are yeah. good like some of them I see wait there's one multiple there. ones yeah like in different because Krampus, oh. yeah yeah my man you could well like some of them are b-level and you're gonna waste your time but some of them are like cheesy okay. but good and you're like, fuck it, it's cheesy and good. Yeah, because because Krampus. There's like isn't... one that was like, I know of that is like kind of like a higher budget one that I'm thinking of. It, where the dude is massive. I, I got to pulled up. Here. Yeah, he's like a giant like goat. Thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, he looks like a devil, like a like a like they would make yep. a devil. And he's the poster is him on a roof. Like a bunch of demons start coming earlier in the movie, and at the end, you see him on rooftops, like in the distance. You're like, what the fuck gets closer and closer mm -hmm. and you're like holy shit it gets scary but um there's because krampus is like santa claus or no knows to rights to it there's a few different versions and like you know series and shit but yeah man it's good i like i like horror like scary movies like the halloween style so when it becomes christmas and you mix the two i'm in but that's that's let me mind. ask you is a nightmare before christmas a christmas movie or a halloween movie my mids yeah i like it is it a Halloween? When did it come out? That's a good point. I don't know. I think it came out for Christmas. Christmas. I'm going to say it's a Christmas movie because it came out for Christmas. This is controversial stuff we're talking about, though. It's a horror Christmas. It's a horror Christmas. It's the nightmare before Christmas. It's when it's when um, Halloween gets mixed up with Christmas. Uh, and... It came out October 13th. It's a Halloween Son of movie. A bitch, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. Oh wow, that changes everything, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that changes the whole discussion. And and incidentally, my favorite Christmas song is uh, "Easy E, Merry Motherfucking Christmas," the classic. Put that one on when you're with your mom as well, John. Put on "Die Hard" and "Merry <laughs> oh, Motherfucking Christmas." <laughs> oh god, that would not go over well. <laughs> that is not gonna fly. <laughs> But uh, okay, fellas. So for the Christmas, um, I think maybe you guys want to start off 
with the bad boys naughty list or do you want to do the a nicer thankful for do you want to start off sweet or sour we'll start off sweet start off sweet oh what did you say andy what did you want give the audience what they want Naughty list. Oh, I, I want to draw <laughs> but, it out. I want them to wait to hear okay. what I like how I like how John's thinking there. Let him stick around, draw it out a little. Okay, <laughs> here's some thankful fours. You guys can throw in whatever you want, but um, I'll say off the top, Luke Bright doing the showdown competition. Anyone who heard that episode, holy freaking smokes! My man had obviously before COVID, this was all planned. He was planning this in 2019, just like so many other people were planning competitions in 2019. COVID comes, lockdown comes, all these regulations. The whole calendar year gets wiped of any major competitions. Like all of them drop and go. Some lo most local competitions are gone. People are doing virtual meets and shit like that. Like trying to make something happen. God bless, do what you can. But Luke Bright had like massive sponsors all dropping out. And he's like, Jesus wept. He starts dipping into his own bank account. He's like, if I'm going to keep this going, sponsors are going, I got to make this happen. He had to relocate states. He had to like, he had his all international lift lifters all pull out on him. He's scrambling constantly the whole year. And it might not have happened right up until the very end. And he pulls it off. And I mean, I had some conversations with him, obviously, Leading up to the showdown, I had all the different like lifters leading into it. And then I had him on there to tell the story. And he's like, right up to the end, it was like nail biting, nerve wracking. And I was like, dude, if you could pull this off, you're the only one. I, untested, IPF, you're the only competition. I was like, brother, please make this happen because this is the lamest <laughs> sports year powerlifting's had. I have nothing to talk about, man. And I milked. Is as a podcaster in Kingless, we milked the shit out of the showdown. Every episode for like eight weeks out, ten weeks out was like an, an athlete from the roster, and then like the preview show, and then you guys training, like your training leading up to it was like, thank God, I could be like John Hack prepping for the showdown. How will he do? Will he do? I, it's a discussion point. Otherwise, it's just, well, John's doing a, a set of four. You know, he's not prepping for anything. Well, you know, Marianne <laughs> Gaspar Ryan's just, it, there, there's nothing. What are we watching here? It's a guy exercising. I'm watching John exercise if I don't have, if we don't have a competition. So, yeah, it's different like watching someone exercise versus like training. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it was, it was, it was rough. And it's okay to have, to your point, Andy, we were discussing, I can't remember if we we're recording it or not. We we're discussing how when you're running a podcast, uh, you have guests on, you can have repeat guests and whatnot, but when you already heard people's background stories and whatnot, when you have them on again, you're not, you could rehash a little bit of the background story, but usually you have something new to talk about. Yeah. But if there's no competition coming up or no competition that has just passed or no like showdown about to happen with them, there's no, what are we talking about? <laughs> what do we got to talk? We already heard your background story. It's like, hey, let's just catch up, but we don't have much to talk about sports related to powerlifting. So it got rough, man. I was extremely grateful. I'm like, thank, thank God showdown happened. And both of you gentlemen um, lifted at the showdown and yeah. freaking this was your comeback, Andy. And then John had an opportunity to do his damn thing against the best lifters in the world. So fucking thankful for the showdown and Luke Bright making it happen. But how was your guys' experience with that? I don't think I talked to you since the showdown. Well, I, I didn't talk uh, to John. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great. I was gonna say, I mean, thankful obviously also for Luke. Like originally I was supposed to do uh pro raw and that got canceled like right as COVID hit. And 
I was not super optimistic about any like big meet happening. So I was very, very thankful that Luke was able to work as hard as he did to make it work. Was there times when you were like checking in, like, hey man, this thing's still going? Because I had people full disclosure messaging me like, listen, I appreciate what he's trying to do, but there's no way this is actually gonna happen, is it? Like when he's changing states and everything, like, all right, new quick announcement. We're moving to this, <laughs> like we're moving. It's like, this is a big move, <laughs> sir. Like, what about the money you have down for down payment? I'm gonna lose it. We're good. We're, 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 you know, we're all systems <laughs> a go. And it's like, we still good? But yeah. uh, well, and, Andy talks to him more than me, so he was able to be like, "It's fine." We'll, it'll, it'll yeah. Go. So I'm I'm definitely grateful for Luke too. Uh, besides everything we're talking about, he's also has his prep company, food prep, which me and John both partake in, and I'm very thankful for that because I hate cooking and putting away. Dishes. Oh, yeah. Last, oh, last night at dinner, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy's girlfriend Kimmy and. Uh, one of her friends, our like friend in our group, Candace, were complaining about not getting meal prep for the next like week, and there it's it's the end of the world for them. <laughs> what is it that you guys are that on board with it now? What is it kind of like? What is the meal preps like? Is it just like whatever the hell you want? You just choose off the menu, comes in. Uh, he has like a you know like a staple of like foods that he always has, but then his menu changes weekly. And then we kind of just tell him what we want. And he sends us, you know, a box of awesome food. It's like vacuum sealed and it's fresh and it tastes good. And, um, you know, he, he takes care of us. And I know for me, for me and John, we're, we're out here all the way across the, this country. And it's, it's not cheap to ship stuff like that no, sir. either. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but back to the, the lifting. Uh, yeah, Luke and I, like we kept we kept in touch throughout the whole process. Like he was like, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to do his best to like hold it. He was saying even he would do it in his fucking kitchen. If he had to <laughs> just, we'd be like in this yeah. giant concrete kitchen. Thank um, God didn't come down to that. But Which also I want to add JP price and being thankful. Yeah, for yeah. Yeah, JP yeah. So I think that wasn't a, you know, a suggestion, you know, when it, when New York was never, no longer an option. And, uh, I, you know, I was in contact with Ryan, who also was part of the gym too. Like, like they're completely open in their state. They're pretty open. So I, I, I think, I don't know if I suggested or, or somehow anyways, they got worked out and, and, you know, it's just, you know, I think you just, everyone had a common goal and, and they just made it work. And obviously a lot of hard work and um, also uh, just like, you have to like communicate well as, as far as like what need like like everything on the checklist needs to be taken care of and who's going to do it who's going to be responsible and and all that stuff so and and the meet itself was ran great um it was a great venue and i think we're gonna have it there next year too so i think this is just the you know like yeah. the start of a great like teamwork team thing uh between luke and and uh jp so yeah, yeah man the amount that goes into freaking holding competitions and shit is it's a nerve it's enough already but when stuff like this happens my god man you don't get enough props if you can make this happen like it comes and goes in a day or or two days whatever and um, people don't necessarily realize like just how freaking much work like weeks months the whole night organizing and it's over in the weekend but um thank god man i was yeah. definitely happy
Also, I think I think the biggest thing with these money meets is someone has to be willing to like lose money. I mean, yeah. Bottom line, like I know Luke didn't make yeah. money. That's for damn sure. No. And I know Russell Kern when he does the Kern, like it's not like he makes money off of it. Not enough, anyways. It's philanthropy, basically, right? Yeah, it's philanthropy. It's you know passion and just love for the sport, giving back. Small tax write off, but still, it's just. You know, to, to give up, uh, you know, so much money just to, like, hold these great meets, you know, and, and, and create all these memories and talking points and, and giving lifters the chance to, to to compete on the big stage. Well, dude, if you think about this, if, if we win a full year with no major competitions, like, the reason why we keep growing as a sport, new people entering, like, John probably remembers in 2016, um, when, you, when you won Worlds, 2015, you're winning U.S. Raw Nationals. In like the amount of people that were at U.S. Raw Nationals at the time, the amount of people powerlifting the amount, uh, on social media, if you had 10,000 people you, following you, it was big. The reason why we keep getting bigger every year is because you have major competitions. People tune in or they see, even if they don't watch a competition stream itself, they see the hype behind people training. And it's like you feel the hype like, holy shit, I, you, you see someone, let's say John, is prepping for a competition then you see on his social media, here's my numbers, here's my highlight reel, and all. then now, okay, now I'm hooked, now I'm interested. So then you get involved. When the calendar is blank, there's no momentum, there's no excitement, there's no, you're not gaining new fans. And furthermore, majority of people who powerlift only stay in the sport one to two years, you lose all of them. If they can't capitalize, if you can't capitalize on their initial newbie excitement, and it's just like, we'll see you in a year or whatever, it's, you lose, like we could, we could, plateau in terms of people joining we can even roll back a little and lose ground when we just yeah i'm wondering what that's going to be like with yeah all the competitions kind of getting canceled i feel like a lot of a lot of people who are just kind of on that fringe of like oh i enjoy lifting like here's a fun competition thing to do i feel like we might lose them the people that are like really passionate about the sport at least they'll likely stay but but that's like the that's like the top 2% though. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah, what you mean yeah. where how many people are like, I'm excited, but you got to keep me excited. Like, even if yeah. it's a lot of people, even if they're never going to be competing at the elite level, they're excited by watching the elite people lift and they take inspiration, whatever. So they, they want to lift. Like they picture themselves as freaking Taylor Atwood when they're under the bar, even though they're never going to be Taylor Atwood. Like you're just excited about it. But if you're playing a sport that isn't actually a competitive sport on any other level besides a local meet, your excitement wanes. It just is what it is, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But people play hockey. They're watching the NHL. They're never going to make the NHL, but they're playing their beer league hockey. If the NHL was gone, I bet you beer league hockey starts windling and you just start doing other type of shit. It's just the excitement. It's just the part of the excitement of it. But anyways, hopefully – um it turns around but yeah i'm grateful for the showdown another thing uh, another grateful for that i have it's linked to the showdown is when we were talking about how all the different competitions were gone and we just had the showdown and i had dan bell on the podcast and dan bell was saying um you know like luke Knoll had made some posts saying like i'm coming i got next and then i reposted and everyone knew he's talking about dan bell and his records and stuff and then um Dan came on the podcast for the showdown and he was saying like, look at man, I'm in my thirties now. I've been doing this for a hot minute. I'm not sticking around forever. So if Luke is coming, if he's got next and he's coming, it's gotta be soon. And then I had on a couple other people, including Luke Bright. And we were essentially saying like, 
Luke should just show up to the showdown because we have no other competitions and what the hell, like, just do it. It's it, go head to head. It's just for fun. It's just a little bit of excitement. And Luke Knoll was listening to the podcast, heard himself getting called out. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. He messaged Luke Bright and he's like, can I come? Can I sign up? And Luke Bright is like, I'll make some room for you on the roster, sir. So boom, Luke, Luke Knoll shows up. It's early in the game for him. I think he's still a junior. He's like 10 years younger than uh, Dan Bell. Like he wasn't going to push him heavily, but it made some, it was another storyline, which I appreciate when someone's like, let's just have fun, man. Let me just throw my hand in the ring, do a last minute entry. I milked the shit out of it while King of Lifts being like, take a look at who just joined. And we showed like <laughs> pictures of him, like, you know, coming and he's like the, the, I think I had a Bane gif or he posted a Bane gif and I reposted it and it was like, speak of the devil and he shall appear. And like, oh, Luke, we talk about Luke now on the podcast. He should show up and now he's going to show up. And uh, so I was thankful for Luke Nall. Some guys and girls protect their ego and only show pick, cherry pick the competitions they go to, only go to the ones they win and avoid big competitions like the showdown. And he had the proper attitude where it's like win or lose fuck it let's just show up to this party and make it as big as possible let's throw around some weights it doesn't matter if i lose it's the damn bell if i lose he's the he's got the biggest numbers in history everybody would have lost the damn bell right so it's like whatever <laughs> yeah. no one in history has posted with damn bells posted so i guess like that's that at worst i could be number two so um that was cool i appreciated that and another thankful for was espn stepping up when all these other sports initially were closed down and like, uh, and they ended up coming back with abbreviated seasons. There was an opportunity there. The UFC capitalized on it and ESPN's like, we need content and fucking half Thor Bjornsson's deadlift record was on there. And it got, I, I listened to like an MMA podcast and boxing podcast. And um, they were talking about it. They were like, because there wasn't much other sports. It was actually a, a storyline. They were talking about Hathor Bjornsson deadlifting and, and you know, will he get it? Won't he get it? Um, they did the same thing with Julius Maddox in terms of his big record attempt for 800 pounds. We'll talk about that on the other list in a minute. But whether or not that went through, just thankful for ESPN giving strength sports that opportunity. That was pretty flipping cool. What did you guys think about? Did you guys watch the ESPN? What did you think about the coverage and the way they did it up? Uh, I liked it. I was going to say, like, piggyback off that, thankful for World Ultimate Strongman. They're the ones that are, like, putting on all these, like, strongman yeah. record breaker events. Yeah. It's a good um, idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to keep it entertaining, at least. Um, people can argue whether Thor's deadlift was fair, but, I mean, he still deadlifted the most ever, so yeah. I don't really care. It, it's not at- like... It's not like a gym or like a gym total. It's it's different. It's a single lift. And, and that controversy is like a storyline, anyways. I think they wanted it. Let's let's let's. What do they say when when it's pro wrestling? Break kayfabe for a second. Let's break kayfabe for a second here, fellas. It was a little bit. Is that Eddie Hall, Hathor, Bjornsson boxing match and everything? Like they had this planned. They kind of wanted it to be controversial. Is it fair? Is it not fair? They wanted some yeah. doubt, and this is a storyline to make a freaking boxing match where they both make a bunch of money, right? Yeah, yeah. I think with that lift, it's not the same circumstances, but it's still a record. 
So from everything I've heard is that like Eddie Hall's attempt was like the same thing where like the whole event was built around him hitting this yeah. 500 kilo deadlift. So yeah. I don't think it's too, and on like me personally, I would much rather, like if I had to pick between going for a record in my home gym versus like a stadium with thousands of fans, I would pick a stadium. 100%. You know what you you're for sure going to be way more jacked up adrenaline and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Here we go. Well, you know, Eddie Hall was jacked up on adrenaline for that. (laughs) It's look at man. I can't PRing in the gym when you've been lifting in the gym forever is tough, man. To get yourself all like riled up to be like, here we go. Some people can, I'm almost always platform, but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, it it was, uh, it was something it's different. Obviously, it wasn't in competition, but they couldn't have competitions at the time. Like there wasn't, you couldn't have yeah, too mm-hmm. many people in one place. So they did the best they could. And, and he hit way. it like so convincingly that I right. he would have hit it in any competition. So I'm not yeah. worried about it. And, and what you said too, actually, I wanted to s- snowball on that. People say like the world's strongest man isn't powerlifting in that it's a, it's a sport, but it's not a sport like we talk about where you have flights, you have rules that apply to everybody. It's squat, it's bench, it's deadlift. It, the bar only goes heavier, blah, blah, blah. Like these are steadfast rules. So world's strongest man and all strong in the competitions are a show. Look at it as a TV Dude. show. Yeah, I want to actually talk about this. Let's do it. I've done a few strongman competitions and at the rules meeting, they're basically just make it up as they go. They're like, like yeah, I think we're going to do like, like we'll, we'll do touch and go deadlift. Like you can... You can kind of bounce it, just don't, you know, like slam it down. I'm just like, what, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, you have to like, they'll be like, oh, you have to get the intimate like fully over the line versus like sometimes you just have to like touch the line. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's it's hard to compare like two competitions. It's it's interesting that pol- and strongman's going this way. We're like the single lift records are kind of becoming their own little event. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, yeah, to an extent they, uh, like they recognize cause they're on TV and they're looking at it. Like what makes it best TV? Do we have a, like, they are like, is there a storyline here? Everybody's excited about the Eddie hall. Cause everyone's seen when he was in, um, Arnold Classic Australia, I think, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was beside him cheering him on and he broke that world record. Mm -hmm. So there was a, in that, like I had people at my work, my day job who know nothing about strength sports were coming up to me who knew I I was into it being like, oh, I seen that video because it went viral. And then they're like Netflix, the documentary is on and whatnot. So World's Strongest Man, because they're a show, would be like, like you said, we're going to base this around this. Like, we really want you to hit this. This is going to be massive for us, the sport, whatever. So they have the flexibility to be, to be like, maybe we do deadlift first. Maybe we do, like, we just move it around to make it best happen. So when people say like, you know, this guy had an advantage. It's like, my friend, this isn't actually like powerlifting sports, sport. It's a whole lot of TV show as well. Like they have invested interest and they could bend rules a little bit and just make it happen. They shift things around if they have to. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they say like the Arnold Classic is like a true, like the hardest, like true strongman meet. Yeah, I heard a lot of people debating on um, Reddit the other day about like which is the most prestigious. And I was like, well, like world's strongest man title 
is like the best is most prestigious, but the Arnold's like a better strongman show. Um, I heard really good things about Brian Shaw's one that he just did that like they, cause uh, I kind of like had a good combination of the two where it was like heavy implements, good, but also the production was very good. Whereas like the Arnold, they, they kind of have to filler it with a lot of, well, like there's like a lot of waiting around, but they, they shot the Shaw strength like the day before and then edited it real quick. Mm. And do they, I've heard stories too, but when they pick events for World Strongest Man, sometimes if they know certain people in certain heats and they want people to get through and shit, like you can picking an event, the, ch- the changing of an event can change everything. When you, when you have elimination yeah. from heats and you want certain people to make the finals because they're popular, because it's going to be better TV, et cetera, you could mm-hmm. make it happen just based off events and everyone knows, like to an extent, you know, it's still not. Yeah, great, I mean, that's what but... I've heard about Eddie Hall's world's strongest man titles like everyone's kind of like the the events were picked for him basically because i think the guy running it was like a uk guy or something it, it, and he had to win yeah. it still and he's strong as fuck yeah like, he's still he won it he yeah. is probably one of the strongest yeah guys ever but it is it kind of is what it is whereas powerlifting we don't have that it's squat bench deadlift in that order and, and that's that yeah um, but yeah, so there's my thing. Strong man. Okay, go ahead. What, what's I was up? gonna say. Oh, uh, add on to my thankful list would be uh, strongest man in history show with Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, Nick Best, and uh, Robert Elberst. I never saw Did that. Did you watch that at all? No, was that oh, good? Oh, good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's basically them going around and like they'll kind of go to like a different town or area and like they'll hear like these stories of. Um, like legend, legendary, like strongmen in their area, and they'll like test out their feats of strength. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of tough to do like a season two if they did it, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Is some of it? Did they find out? They said they thought some of these legends were baloney. Um, I'm sure. Or they weren't myth they were busting. Kind of... They weren't trying to myth bust them. No, not really. Okay, because like I... uh, one of the episodes was the the Denny stones, I think they're called. They're like uh, these two just like heavy ass stones. One's like 400 some pounds, one's like 300 some. And the guy apparently like carried it across a bridge. And I think Brian Shaw actually like set the record for it with carrying it like 10 feet or something like that. Really? I know. Like it's, all, it's like a whole feat just to like lift these stones. I think you yeah. get your name like written in their record books if you just lift them no shit yeah yeah man i mean it'd be i i think i've seen clips of uh of that show but um yeah whenever like any a strength sport because i think they even were doing like talk shows and shit i've seen on some of the other instagrams they were doing like media for pretty heavy and it yeah yeah i mean it's crazy how like strong men are becoming actual celebrities they're all pretty good at they're they're pretty good at like using like youtube at whatnot and are like and actually like promoting themselves and putting themselves out there be entertaining dude half thor bjornson fucking in game of thrones like the biggest show in the world in the world's strongest man is in it 
And then he did, I was saw Netflix, he did like a movie with like Jean-Claude Van Damme where he's a kickboxer, he's one of the villains. And he's like, you <laughs> oh, know, God. he's not, he does his damn thing. And like he, but he plays it up well in these movies because you don't have to talk a lot when you're a villain in a fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, I think they're playing, like they have a couple million followers each on Instagram and their YouTubes and whatnot. Like they can, they're actually taking this shit to another level. They're like celebrities now. It's it's working mm -hmm. out. It's pretty cool to see because we so, didn't have that. Just so hey, maybe pa maybe powerlifting will follow, but you know, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. It'd be pretty dope if if they make a freaking like the season three of Mandalorian and <laughs> one of the stormtroopers takes his helmet off and like, holy fuck, it's John Hack. <laughs> or like, or or the Sith Lord pulls his hoodie down and it's fucking like it's it's goddamn Yuri Belk. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh my god. Well, you 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 run the Sith Lord, isn't he? That's right, that's right. You you ran yeah. Panda, and there he is. But um, yeah, we'll see. We're we're a little ways off that, fellas. Um, any other to the wish list we should add, or should we move on? Or sorry, the thankful list, or should we move on to the wish list? Uh, I'll just do a real quick personal thankful. I'm thankful for uh, my gym and the owner Zach Bartel, but. I mean, our, my gym, honestly, was open 90% of the time throughout COVID. And the owner just, with him and his lawyer, found a way to, like, keep it open legally. Or I don't know how they worked around it. But either way, it, it gave me, you know, the opportunity to just train throughout this whole time and keep me sane. Hmm. And I love that. And I know there's a few other gyms out there in the country, like, trying to do the same thing. So I, I, I'm thankful for, like, small business owners like that and, and obviously my gym and just people who are trying to just you know survive and do what they can to provide for for people too yeah man fight the good fight there's been a couple i had joe Sol <clears throat> joe sullivan on the podcast and same deal where they had they like went into litigation his his gym partner is somebody i forget now i don't want to butcher it but he's in government at some levels and they got lawyers and got like a petition with like 100 gyms signed on and it went through all the processes but they did it legally and then didn't just open willy-nilly like, we're just back doing whatever the hell we want followed protocol so people are safe at the same time discussion what's the best way of opening while remaining safe while not being reckless and then if we reach a level of cases that's over a certain threshold, maybe we do have to close down, but it's not just, you know, some people are like, well, if you open the gym, period, you're, it's totally the wrong thing to do, but it's not the end of the conversation. It's just black and white usually. It's like, all right, if we're not at that threshold, what is the threshold? And then we all agree, okay. And then when we're open, what are the standards? But you have to engage in that conversation. And uh, man, we're all just sorting through it in 2020. Who the hell knows what the right move is? But yeah, I'm grateful for just having some weights in my damn house. Yes, same. <laughs> to be able to keep it moving. Um, so for, for the wish list, and thank you for everybody who listens and follows King of the List. Uh, for, for a wish list, uh, number one right off the bat, this is low-hanging fruit, but I hope that we actually get back to a normal schedule of actually having competitions and not just the showdown meet, and that's that. Especially in the IPF calendar, Frick, man, we have too many showdowns at Raw Nationals, the IPF Worlds, European Championships, and then all the different untested as well. Like there's, we need, we need the mid. Like we were talking earlier, in terms of saying who's going to be like lifters of the year, 
what do we have to look at here? We're going to start choosing lifters of the year based off a of gym lift zone. Right, Pretty like much. it's going to be like comeback of the year. But he did, you know, this person may not have hit the platform, but he's doing well in his in his house. You know, it's like <laughs> we need. It's getting tough. It's getting tough. So number one on the wish list, I think almost everybody in terms of the sport would agree. Hopefully, we have competitions to talk about. Um, another one I got uh, a show, a couple of showdowns. I would like hack hack Yuri, but again international travel, the whole fucking nine. God knows if that's going to ever happen, but that's been kind of built up. The other thing is, John, you're a weight class lower, so I don't know how this exactly works either. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I, I listened to the podcast with him, and he said you'd want to do like a two-hour. So I was going to hit him up and see if you want to do like, I don't know, two hours at like 210 or something like that. Something kind of in between our weight classes. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing with... um. Like you can use formulas, but what formula, there's so many formulas at this point and what formula would you mm -hmm. use? And people just, you know, it, it's not as satisfying. Is it what do you, as opposed no. to like just kilo for kilo, pound for pound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was a size difference. However, are you getting, are you getting bigger as the year, like year to year? Or are you, how's the body weight going? Uh, now, like if I'm off season, I drop down to like 198 ish oh shit okay. and then when i get closer to a meet i'll get up to like 210 oh damn 212 or so most people are the opposite where they're off season they get a little chunky and then <laughs> <laughs> no I, just, oh, I, I like retain water a lot yeah, and yeah. stuff so it's mostly yeah. just water weight so 210 ish uh yeah and then he walks around at what 220 100 kilo isn't he yeah. around there yeah about that I mean, 10 pounds is still 10 pounds. You definitely want to make it fair to be like, look, if I'm the smaller man, you have to cut something. You have to be a little uncomfortable. 10 pounds isn't much for a two hour weigh in. He drops a little bit of body fat. So he does like a seven pound water cut for two hours. That's nothing. People do that in the IPF yeah. all the time. So that's more than mm -hmm. fair, I would say. And then by the time you lift two hours later, he'll probably still have that 10 pounds back on you. But um, yeah, we got, we're against it when it comes freaking, uh, you know, making this happen with international travel and whatnot. Is, is there any, do you know of any background info in terms of a potential competition that this would be? Or you think, because when he was on the podcast as well, he was like, he was kind of stepping away from it. He was a little bit like, if I go to a competition and John's there, fine, but I'm not going to go out of my way type deal. It's the vibe I was getting. He was kind of like, you know, well, people keep asking me about John Hack. If he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's not. It is what it is. But there's a reason why people ask. It's like, if you have two guys who are stars in a sport, it's like freaking, it's just natural. To be like, oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing, right? You want to see the yeah. two best teams in the NFL play. Is there any background to that? Do you know of, or is it still pretty much up in the air? Um, I think it's up in the air. I'd like to, because I know uh, Russ Kern, I, I bet if I brought it up to him, he'd probably sponsor something to have like yeah. a one-on-one -on -one showdown kind of thing would be really cool, but you know. How insane we'll would that be if it was like a flight? I think we talked about it, Andy, or maybe it was me and Gary. Yeah, we talked about that. We, we talked about it as well. Okay. A flight where it's just like man to man, woman to woman, like one on one in different weight classes, like a like mm -hmm. a fight, like a MMA fight. And then and then you have like yeah, just killer, all killer, no filler. 
you would have like, yeah, man, can you imagine if Steffi Cohen came back and it's her and Mariana? Like when they went to battle in Kern, it was freaking phenomenal. Right down to the last deadlift. They pushed each other crazy, um, both like floating around. Mariana got 720 Wilks and Steffi did 698, just like two Wilks shy of 700. But like she basically had to YOLO her last deadlift. She could have easily got a 700. Like imagine like she came back and that was on the bill. You just had whatever showdowns that we needed to see. That'd be up, dude, that'd be freaking phenomenal. Like everybody would watch that. I don't know how the logistically, how easy that would be. We just talked about the headache in the years of, of Luke Bright's life. He probably lost putting together the showdown. I don't know who wants to step <laughs> up to try to make that happen, but holy smokes, if it could, yeah, but who knows, yeah. who knows? And the other thing would be, he doesn't enjoy sleeves so much in wraps. Previously you've gotten injured, but he would probably go sleeves, right? Yeah, he's switching. To, that was actually going to be my wish list is more people switch to sleeves and more meats with Amen. untested sleeve meats. They freaking because I Because fuck wraps. Fuck wraps. I, I got to agree, man. <laughs> That's if, 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 there, there's not enough. Uh, I don't know. It somewhat waters it down, man. When you have like, like untested doesn't have as many lifters as the, as the IPF. And then um, when you further separate it by wraps, you know, it becomes, you, you won't get the showdowns you want to see necessarily. Mm -hmm. We got lucky, like the showdown was, was good, but like if every, but you can't force people to give up their wraps, but it would be nice if like we just amalgamated a little more under mm -hmm. one or two competitions, that would be high on the wish list. Let's have more of that showdowns one-on-one -on -one with under the same rule set. Yeah. You like, you know, do you like rap, Sandy? No. Never play around them because you're always a sleeve guy. But you have no, I've, like I've done two meets with it, um, but I only did it because of the Kern. And to be competitive, you got to do wraps. Um, and then my last wrap, I pull out my crotch. So <laughs> no, I don't like them. <laughs> That's a story <laughs> that was. Yeah, yeah. The infamous, the infamous. Uh, I was I was in the hole, and then. Um, yeah. I felt my genitals explode, and that was something. That was alarming. That was concerning. Oh, I felt uh, That's scary. my scrotum just. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't like it personally, but I do like the category. Like, I like that it, you know, people can get so much out of it. It's crazy, and I like seeing big squats. Um, but I definitely want to see more sleeve meets, bigger sleeve meets. Um, so, and then speaking of that, like, I, I wish for, like, I wish for like bad, bad calls to go away or have way less next year. I, Do I you don't wish. Go ahead. You know what I understand? I don't understand like these 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 lifters who think their squats are good. Like, do you honestly not understand? Like, know the rule? Like the technical rule of it? Or like, like locked out deadlifts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but even the squat thing, it's like, oh, that was. To, to death like do you know what depth is like do you understand like the actual rule book because i don't think these people do because because if they do then they would know that it's high if you just like look at it like so i don't know yeah. i just i wish people people like you know like when when these calls get passed people are like oh well it's the judge's judge's fault but no it's the lifter's fault because like you 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 know it. You know which meets are going to be easier. And yeah, you know which meets. Are, you know if your ass is four inches above your knee, like that's high. Like or even if like 
it is a little high. Okay. It's on the lifter if it's like clearly high and they're like, no, that was to depth. <laughs> if they're like, yeah, I probably like got a gift on that and, one. And then, then they get the so defensive and they start all these arguments on the line. And then, yes. and, then and then at the end of the day, they're they're it's, they're, they're all they're, haters. They just ended with, oh well, you couldn't even handle, you couldn't even unrack this. <laughs> it's always that. That's like, always like the I also can't <laughs> I also can't throw a ball 70 yards, but I can <laughs> I can yeah. say like a football, like a quarterback played like shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's it's a like it's not really um to be able to walk out a certain amount of weight has nothing to do with be able to see if somebody's hit depth on a squat. That the two don't correlate. Whether or not you're walking mm-hmm. it out or not has no Well, guess what? You're the the judge who judged that probably also can't walk out that right. weight, so so the best judges in the world probably can't, and they're you take some of the most consistent best judges. I remember like that's there. They call it right down the line. There, there is no correlation between how much weight they're squatting and their judging calls. I promise you, they just know the sport, know the rules, and call it like they see it. That's far mm-hmm. more important than a meathead. Honestly, like, there's probably like a reverse or like inverse relationship there might between... be an inverse relation sir there <laughs> might be an inverse relation exactly if you even know your max walkout you might have a you should not be in the ref chair who tests their max yeah. walkout on a regular basis uh, but uh, yeah it, I, I could agree and i think it's i think we could also all agree that most of these seem to be in certain federations um that's it's almost always like when you see the video their weights look a little different you know they're a little more colorful and things you can always tell it's in like just like a super grungy area gym it's yeah it's just just like the production of the whole meat is just worse less professional and when people say you know what do you care and they're like like i'm not trying to not trying to get overly negative attacking people but on the flip side i get if you're quote unquote breaking all time records, here's the, here's the difference. When it's the IPF, they don't give a shit about what you did at a local meet. You have to do it at a world, like an international level to be a world record. So they can like get a hold of uh, a world record standard and be like, you're never going to break this. I don't give a shit. You could be in the middle of Lithuania. You have a local meet and you squatted more than any other 83 kilo lifter ever squatted. We're not going to recognize that as a world record. It didn't happen in international meet where we know we have international judges, but in the untested, because there is no like IPF worldwide one fed like that. It's just a bunch of feds. The records are like the all time records on a website. So then you have small time feds who have the shittiest, you know, judging and standard. They have, they don't have standards. So if you squat two, three inches higher, a guy like Joe Sullivan, who's got to be like, well, fuck me. Some kid took my squat world record. I'm squatting to depth and I'm only squatting to depth. Some guy does a partial squat, takes my record. Now to take the record back, I got to take heavier weight than his partial squat and take it all the way to depth. That's where it impacts when people are like, what do you care? And Joe Sullivan's like, I care because these records are getting inflated and the names attached to them are like guys who aren't half the lifter I am. And it's happening not just to him, but to everybody. And now we're all impacted. Now we're all like, when you have a major meet like the, the the showdown, people are like, well, maybe not a lot of world records fell. I don't know if that's true or not, but the point is you could have a massive meet with all the biggest names and an outsider would be like, how come no records were falling? Because the fucking records are getting inflated by soft lockout deadlifts, 
no depth on squat and the best lifters in the world can be penalized. They have to go above and beyond now. So anyways, it impacts a the sport. There is a bigger picture. Some of these people think it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anyone else. What do you care? That's why people like Garrett Fear get wound up. They're like, it does though. It does. It impacts more people than just yourself. That's why we're calling you out and we get upset. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, sorry. And rant. But that's why I'm on board with that win. <laughs> For sure, fellas. I guess piggyback off that. I just wish people wouldn't get so butthurt about getting called out for like something. Just like if it's if you have if 75% of your comments are like, yeah, that shouldn't have counted, it probably should not have counted. And like <laughs> the other 25% is probably your friends being like, oh yeah, totally. It's totally fine. In, in in further to that point, it's not personal. You could be an amazing guy, whatever the shit, but that, that one lift that doesn't encapsulate you was a bad call. Don't take it personally, but people are just like, look, we're talking sports. It's fucking sports for God's sake. That's what people do is mm-hmm. talk sports talk. I didn't think the lift was good. That's it. Don't get all upset. And that's all it is. Don't take it home with you and just look at it objectively yeah. and be like, was that a good lift? Probably not. Yeah, I think it's the people that like, someone will say like, oh, that like a bunch of people say like, oh, that was high. And then they just come at them like, get with the like, they're like, oh, you're, you're fucking weak. Like you could never do this stuff. And then people are going to come back at them even harder. And that just goes all yeah, shit yeah. show. And I kind of love it because I like reading the comments, but. Oh, hell yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Entertaining. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure, my friend. Um, also on the wish list for me, fellas, I would like to see a return of Steffi Cohen, Larry Wheels, and some of these bigger name lifters that we kind of lost. Um, I don't know if Larry's ever coming back, but uh, it'd be nice just to see. I think people would be excited if they were like, holy shit, Larry Wheels has returned for this one. Like if we had that card um, that we're talking about, that special card, the star power, we don't, like we were saying earlier, we don't have the strongman star power. We do have Steffi Cohen, Larry Wheels, where they're close to a million followers each. Larry's like 2 million. And again, he has crossover. I listen to those other podcasts, not powerlifting related whatsoever. And they all know who Larry Wheels are. They know they'll mention, Joe Rogan will talk about like Steffi Cohen or Larry Wheels, just mention it. Cause he's, he'll be flipping through his IG and see them, right? So when they yeah. come back and I'm not just saying it because they're like, they're not like the YouTubers, like Jake Paul, who's boxing now. They're legit. Some of the best in the world that ever did it. So if they come back, not only do they have the star power but they're at top form, legit you know, they'll hold their own, if not possibly pull out a win, um, depending on who they're going against. So I would love if they came back in 2021. Some of the ground we lost with some of these shows not happening, we could gain back some ground for star power. So mm-hmm. hopefully we see some return of Steffi Cohen, Larry Wheels, but Larry Wheels is doing more arm wrestling and Steffi Cohen looks like she wants to throw them hands. She yeah. wants a box in 2021, apparently. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, people are uh-huh. people are making money off of it. I don't know if she's like on that level. Those guys have like 20 million YouTube followers and they're making a shitload of money, but whatever. We'll see, fellas. What do you what do you guys think? Do you think either one of them's coming back in 2021? Mm, I don't know. Maybe now that Larry Wheels' 275 record got broken, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Didn't he can did Zach Mayers break Larry down. Wheels's 275? Yeah, he, he, yeah he, he beat it. It was it was like 2275, and then Zach told 2320 ish, so he beat it by oh, a good shit. amount. 
by Stitch. So maybe that, I don't know if that matters to Larry or not. Maybe if he's already passed it in his heart and mind, he's like, yeah, that's great. Good for him. I'm, I'm keeping it moving. But yeah. if he comes back, he has competition. Wins. It's not just, he's just doing his damn thing and he's lifting. Yeah, I think, I think Steffi made a post saying that like she wants to, wants to come back. She was just come back. She was just injured in, in COVID. She just, you know, did other stuff to, you know, whatever, occupy her time. So. Yeah. You can get burnout, man, if you don't pace yourself. Every now and then, if you don't step away, be like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting a little burnt out from powerlifting. Yeah. You do I think like balance. I, I, get, I get burnout every once in a while, but I think I think just seeing uh, new lifters come. I'm actually back to thankful. I'm thankful for, like, new, new lifters coming out into the sport because, like, for a while, I was like, I, I don't think there were a lot of new faces. But, but every once in a while, like, there's just new faces. Like, remember uh, – Andrew House, yeah, what yeah, like, he, but then he disappeared. So like, but you know, I I, I want more and more faces to come out because it obviously it helps the yeah. sport too. Yeah, and I want more like untested lifters that kind of know what they're doing. I feel like a lot of these, well, there's a lack like, of a lot of these untested guys that just they'll show up for a year, burn like burn out because they taking so much shit and you know then you just never hear from them again yeah <laughs> yeah they go to their next doctor's appointment and the doctor retires them <laughs> it's like yeah. you're son you didn't pace your damn self yeah, yeah man i would like to see that too i definitely i hope 2021 we see an influx of competitions and an influx of people and new faces and uh, the next podcast we're going to talk a little bit about some breakthrough stars and who i'm hopeful for in 2021 um, so were you guys ready to go on to the naughty list or we got any more thing wish wish list? Let's get naughty. Let's get fucking yeah. naughty, gentlemen. Let's get our <laughs> okay. goddamn hair down. Let's do it. This is this was this was a teaser. John was saying we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait on it, and here it is. <laughs> so so naughty list earlier this week. I don't know if you guys seen this. What the fuck was this young fella thinking? Um <laughs> uh, a young man put wraps under his sleeves for a totally pedestrian middle of the pack, maybe even lower the middle of the pack squat. So it wasn't like a life-changing squat. If I get this, we're, we're going to be going to Sizzler or, or whatever. And mm -hmm. he, so he, he cheated with wraps under his sleeves on the platform. They didn't wait till he went around back <laughs> and like follow this guy out back and, and just sort this out. The, you you got to feel like the judge, the head judge, the way he did it, I feel like he's like, I'm a, I'm a fucking, I'm a style on this guy on the live stream, on the platform for everyone to see. Cause this kid is getting embarrassed. This can't fly like this. Called him up right after a squat. He's like, hang on a second, step forward. And his whipped out one knee sleeve, whipped out the other knee sleeve. And the kid's face was like, like, what? How did those get? Yeah. I like how he tried to be like, how did those get there? Oh, I forgot to take them off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrapping your knees is not comfortable it's not easy and you can only have x amount of time with your knees wrapped so it was like well thought out like to pull this off to have your knees wrapped it's not like you wrapped your knees in the morning threw on knee sleeves and walked around like that you had to take them on and off like you this was you had to get this down he must have like gone to the bathroom and done it or something right. sure. he would have to probably get help he would have to this is organized this was planned out and he's like i only got like two minutes i gotta hurry up to get to the squat fucking crazy that he did this yeah, well it's, what's funny is he's probably walking from the bathroom 
to the platform, like with his legs straight, you know, how you do the waddle you got to do with the knees wrapped. So I'm sure everyone's watching, like, why is he walking like that? And then you you walk (laughs) on the platform. Of course, that's how the judge saw you. You're just like. It's so silly. It's so silly. At least wrap it loose so you can bang your knees and look like you're walking normal. That's so much material behind his leg. I'm surprised he was able to hit as low as he did. Yeah. But. And it didn't take a I lot of weight either. I think it's so funny that it wasn't like a world record lift or anything. It was like uh, maybe like a 500 pound lift. Like not it was slightly under. Was, what, I think it was you, 220 kilo. And he's he's yeah. a he was a 200 pound or he was a hundred kilo man, so 220 pounds. It was a 220 kilo squat, so 484 pounds. Like this is come on. What are we doing yeah. here, son? If you if you need to double wrap up for that. Well, it was untested, so it might have been a 25 kilo bar. And I know there was, uh, it, I think it was 500, which, like 227. Still, it could be generous. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why <laughs> Why are you doing this? Like, yeah, what, exactly. what are you accomplishing? Nothing. Cheating Nothing. Immortality for all the wrong reasons is what you're accomplishing. Like, God. you are going viral, son. Like, what is the just relax? Oh, God. Yeah. Like you're not, I don't know. Oh, is you cheating moving you up from tenth place to ninth? Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, Ryan? We're you're one of those. Like, you can't have the pride. Yeah. Like if if you're lifting at that level, where like you're not gonna be setting records, you're not gonna be winning big meets. I feel like you have to be lifting for yourself. And yeah. what? Like, come on. <laughs> what did you get? How do you sleep at night knowing you cheated to? Coming last, yeah. <laughs> what if you were staying last? last? Yeah, were you last now because he bombed out? Uh, I was saying, were you the one who posted like, should he be banned or not? Yeah, I was okay. I actually want to ask you guys' opinion about this. Um, I posted, let me see what that's at. Actually, I think it was the majority said yes, which is kind of so. I said, I, I heard comments of other people when other people have posted it, and some comments like, ban him for life. I think he's around, he's like a kid, he's like 20. And people like ban him for life. That's disgraceful. It's disgraceful, yeah. no joke. But um, what do you, a lot of more people said ban him for life than did it. What was your guys' take? I would be a lot harsher if it was like a world record that he was trying to cheat. Cause then you're, t- you're cheating like someone else. Right. Like as this, well as impacting I mean, I guess, yes. But the fact that it's just like a kid making a stupid mistake, I think like a, I don't know, a year ban or something would be sufficient. What do you think, Andy? Uh, so it's hard because if their rule book doesn't have a definite, definite, specific rule for it, like you know, code of conduct, like if you break a code of conduct, like the the punishment can be X whatever years. So now it's like now it's up to like the federation president right so like if it were me personally yeah i would ban him for at least a year and then like find him um but then you know you have to get on a fed- other federations to like ban him too because you know he could just go to a different federation and do it again so yeah like i think it's i think it's a similar situation as someone using drugs and not tested meat mm-hmm. Ban him for a couple of years and, and they're cheating yeah yeah i think a year 
a year or two max and then like a fine. Like if you want to come back, you got to take a year off, two years off, and then you also have to pay this fine. How big of a fine do you think? I'm not used to fine here. Fine. I think I agree. Like the cheating's cheating. So I would say like, we don't have, I like, we don't have presidents of people wrapping underneath sleeves, but we have presidents of people cheating. So yeah. historically speaking, first offense, if first offense for a cheating period is two years, whether it's drug related or whatever the heck, we'll just say, like it, uh, I don't care how you cheated. You cheated two years first offense. If that is their precedent set, we'll just continue with that. That's what I'm thinking. And then, like some people, like like throw the gavel and out and make it like lifetime ban. But I don't want a guy to be 40 years old and he still can't powerlift because of what he did at 20. You know, like when he's a kid who had the worst idea in the world and nobody in his camp nobody around him's like this is a bad idea like john said hey bro you're coming in last you're gonna stay last like you're not even he probably didn't even move up in in his position if he's 100 kilos squatting that light so yeah i mean a really bad mistake but i don't think for the rest of his life he can't no. go back to that thing. I look like, at like for me, the situation is more laughable than like me being right. pissed about it. I look at like other sports and how they ban it. Like it's it's it, it's like first time offense, second time like it gets worse and worse, and then there was always always a fine too on top of mm-hmm. the. Is there a fine? So I wasn't used to that. What, what do you think for a fine? Like five hundred dollars. Okay. Nothing crazy. Yeah. If you got two years to make it, yeah. I don't know if IPF does fines, but whatever. Uh, for uh, failed drug does. tests, they do. Do they? Okay. Yeah, USPA does. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. USPA in their in their drug tested. If you fail a drug test, you're banned from tested. You can go to the untested, but you have to pay a fine. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Gotcha. Well, there's got to be some repercussions for sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. Another on my naughty list. Uh, we talked about Julius Maddox, the ESPN, you know, appreciate it. It was thankful for they put it on, but on my naughty list is the platform crew that for ESPN, okay, we're all really happy that ESPN's doing this 800 pound bench press. So it wasn't like just a normal bench that this happened. It was ESPN, 800 pounds. People are tuning in that aren't even powerlifting people and they fucking misloaded the goddamn bar. And I'm not saying the one guy who misloaded or the two guys or girls or whoever the shit, but there's other people like judges could have caught it, whatever. It's, 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 I'm not singling anybody out. Okay. There's, but everybody's on the naughty list who's associated with that. <laughs> Cause damn <laughs> it, man, that was a big one. That's a big one oh, to misload. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> the perfect word. What were you guys thinking when you saw that? Well, one of my friends is actually one of the spotters and loaders. Oh, so I was no! thankful that he was he was on the side that got okay. it right. All right. Okay. Oh, okay, that's good. He's okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, thank you for not embarrassing me about being your friend. <laughs> you know, if you knew he was spotting and loaded, you're probably checking the screen like, holy shit, please don't let that be in your side that you loaded. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking, Andy? Did you watch it? Uh, same thing. I, I was just, I was like, it's a failure on the whole crew. You know, it, it was just a face palm moment. You're just like, oh. Yeah, the loaders and the, the, you know, the head judge should, you know, this is like, 
a huge lift massive like check the weights like you know that should be kind of what you do all the time anyways but the thing the big thing is is that the fact is on espn we don't get these slots very often so if espn is like let's fuck let's give it a go let's see uh half the words went very well and we got good ratings and people enjoyed it there's a lot of hype behind this Julius Maddox guy. I mean, this is the ESPN execs who pulled the trigger on this decision. They don't know who Julius Maddox is. They don't know who any of us are. They're just thinking, we don't have sports. Let's see what happens. When ESPN's like, let's put it on. Everyone's excited and they're going to watch. You really got to be like, this is one thing we can't fuck up. Like, take your time. Make sure the weights are loaded, whatever. Accidents happen. So I don't want to beat a dead horse and be like, again, kind of like we're talking with the kid with the knee wraps and, and over top of the or the sleeves over top of the knee wraps, whatever. It is what it is. But at the same time, you're damn well on the naughty list at the year end. You definitely make it the list that you earned your spot there uh, because yeah, that had to be sorted out. And I can only imagine when Julius Maddox, when he went to bed the night before and he's telling himself, fuck me, this is a big night. This is a big day for me tomorrow. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm in the middle of this on ESPN. Everyone's watching. Everyone, Everyone's talking about it. And when you show up and they misload you, and it's the bench of all things too, man. When you unrack a bench and it's misloaded, there's no worse a feeling. We're like, what the fuck is that? But you also half think it's you. You don't know for sure. You're like, is that fucking me? Did I set a shoulder wrong? Like, what is going on here? Whatever. It is what it is. Have you guys been misloaded like that before? Uh, John wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Sorry. Uh, I know the answer to this. I'm going to let you say it. We both did it to each other once. Yeah. It, I did it to him yeah. on a bench, and he did it to me on a squat. So we're even now. Well, yeah. one would hope, anyways. Well, no more. Thing is, John might be like, well, you did it to me on a bench. So I think that's two squats as one bench. For misloading, uh, he only did ten kilos. I did a whole red, a whole twenty-five. So we're okay. even. We're even. But doubling back, that was a fucking dope meme you got when you did the uh, the boys with. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're even now, bitch. Yeah, we're even now, bitch. Four months later, you that was, see that was one I was like sitting on for a while. I was like, I can make a meme <laughs> of this, and then. And it's funny. And the, the opportunity presented itself. It's funny the screenshots Andy got of his face. He's so like, fuck, so frustrated. <laughs> and your face in I'm the just... background. That's <laughs> laughing on the back. Oh, no. <laughs> you had that little smirk and you're peeking over the bar. You're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, all right. And then um, on my naughty list, but he's powerlifting's bad boy. He's powerlifting's villain and he leans into the role. And uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to be on a na naughty list as Garrett Fear, who directly ties in to some of our naughty list in terms of these guys with the high squats, shaky lockouts, and how it can, as a, as a whole, impact the sport. And my man Garrett has taken upon himself to become the police of these. And people almost know if some shit's going down like that, where you see a soft lockout, you see a high squat, you go to Garrett and he's going to have it all over his story. Um, tagging you, entering your comments, the whole nine. Garrett Fear, powerlifting's villain, ends up on the naughty list. And uh, what do you, have you guys been paying attention to Garrett Fears? He'll come on the podcast too and just be like, when he comes on the podcast, people listen because it's almost like a diss track when a, rap, when a rapper hits, <laughs> drops a diss track. Garrett Fear hits it like that. What are you guys thinking? Is his inclusion justified on the naughty list? 
You could be on both the nice and naughty list. Yeah. It's a, well, I, he's Palestine's villain and he loves it. I appreciate his passion and his integrity and in, in wanting to do that. I just, his approach sometimes is not the yeah. best approach. I, I like, honestly, I like that he does it because like someone has to kind of thing, but um, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's also like not a good look for the sport at the same time. Well, that's an argument too, right? Yeah. It depends on how how over leaning into it you do yes yeah, sometimes he just goes a little little much on it I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that could be true too and, and it, but i do appreciate it, it's the thing is like garrett's an asshole but he's an asshole to people i also don't care for so i accept it the, the thing too with garrett he like um when he's on the podcast he was talking about like he would love to host a roast where people roast him and he roasts, like, you know, everyone's seen the celebrity roast. He would love to host, host yeah. a powerlifting roast and whatnot. Like he, like people roasting him, like he's the subject of getting roasted. He'll try to roast the individual people back. So for him, he doesn't take it personally. So when he roasts people, I don't think he's telling himself, I'm like, like this guy's going to go about his day and his day's ruined and he's fucking like, you know, in a dark place. Cause he doesn't take it that way. So I think it's all perspective for him. He's like, it's not that big a deal. So I think that's where, you know, but for sure, sometimes it could get ugly. It kind of is what it is. Uh, what's I going to say about him? Oh, yeah. Like, I think Andy and I, I think it was Andy and I were joking with each other about having like a meet where it's like Garrett versus the world. And we just invite like him and like all the people he pissed off, like Evan, Evan Police Fitness. Oh, dude. Nick Forte. I don't know. I'm sure there's like a dozen others. It'd be it'd be two flights. Them. It'd be two flights, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Take a full full morning and afternoon. <laughs> yeah. If if you could actually get him and Evan, that would be absolutely on the same card as you and Yuri. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine the trash talk leading into it and the drama and everything and the post? Oh my God, I would watch that. That would be absolutely I feel like Evan's amazing. not a good trash talker. He just blocks people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell who he blocks and whatnot, but still it'd be entertaining to see him go head to head. well, but, I don't know. I just like every time I see you repost him, I see like multiple people like, oh, he has me blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. I feel like because I said his back was rounded. Yeah, I think Ryan should be on the naughty list too for posting some of these things. <laughs> yeah, you, you're inciting these. He, he, you know what? He you knows know. what he's doing. You're, you're, you're instigating. No, no. You when you're posting these people. No. <laughs> I, I, I love know, all man. the comments that are like, why do you post them? I'm like, why do you fucking think? This gets yeah, like 3,000 comments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or are you not watching what's going on? There's a reason why Jake Paul's boxing, right? It's it's traction. People love it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, sure. I'll go on. I'll go on the Navi list alongside Garrett. We're both, we're both of the same kind. We're of the same cloth. We both know what we're doing. Um, another inclusion I'll throw on the naughty list is Jester of the Lifts, which is a, a, essentially a parody account of King of Lifts. We don't, if anyone's wondering, we don't have association with Jester of Lifts. I don't even know who's running it. But the whole point of Jester of Lifts is to attack people, uh, basically like a Garrett Fierce style. And um, so they're like reposting basically the guys that Garrett would flame. Have you seen Jester of the Lifts, Andy? Do they have one post? One post. Uh, they, got, they got more now. Okay. I thought they uh, might. Okay. I wasn't sure if they'd be a one and done. I don't know if they're gonna like. 
if eventually they get bored of it and they're like, all right, we're done. But yeah. they've had more. Uh. They took our logo. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I got mixed emotions about taking the logo and tinkering with it. it only, only because it kind of looks like they might be affiliated with us. So we're, we are the same people doing it, inflaming people, uh, which we're not. Like a Kinglets doesn't have a, a inverse account that uh, highlights people who are doing shitty things as opposed yeah, to they have things. five lists now or five posts no. i think got a little ways to go <laughs> we'll see we'll see but right. uh do you guys have any well anyone else you want to throw on um the naughty list any other bad boys bad girls or uh feds or whatever that you think includes uh, another list jamal for not doing the showdown meet Oh, I would have liked to have seen that. He did not show. He did not show up. He or he did show up, but he, he didn't compete. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> Why didn't he lift? Does anyone know? Was he injured? Was he what? Uh, yeah, I think he was injured or something. Or like he got injured like. He was injured during uh, eight weeks uh, out or something. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Hmm. But... Yeah. Okay. We'll throw him on the list. There's been a few actually pullouts on there. Kayla Woolen pulled out as well. Um. So we'll yeah. Put him on. Put him on the naughty list because I would have liked to have seen Kaylor lift as well. I mean, I'm sure we will. Yeah, it was him. funny because I talked to him. I wasn't. I was in Texas in like August, and I remember talking to him about it. And he was like, <laughs> he wouldn't like even give me like a straight answer. I was like, Are you like competing? He's like, He's some people say I am. Some people say I'm not. Some people aren't sure. Yeah. And then he yeah, he like he would just like give like a non-answer. I was like, Oh, okay. Like my I man, no, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, the if if the answer is complicated at all, and it's a yes or no, it's always a no, isn't it? If it's mm-hmm. ever anything but a yes, then it's it's definitely a no. Sounds about good, fellas. Well, there we go. Is there anything else we should add on the holiday special? We won't even say Christmas because you know it could be more than just mm-hmm. Christmas. It could be Hanukkah. It could be whatever different holidays we have over this. Anything else we should have on this Christmas special, or are we just going to tell oh. people tune in for the year ring? Uh, I can't think of anything else. What do you want for Christmas? Oh shit, son! You know what? If I could be what's honest, that, what's that? What's that? What's that present growing up that you're like? It was either your favorite or the the one that you wanted. Well, listen. For right now, if I could grab one gift. I know everybody's going on about the PS5, and I was a video game kid growing up. Um, but mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about this flipping Oculus. You, you know, the virtual reality one. The, the, the VR one? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did it. I played once. I didn't care for it too much. Oh, really? Okay, maybe it isn't as good. Well, it was like awkward because you have like the, I don't know if it was Oculus or if it was like another VR, but like it was, it was awkward. Like, you have like handles and you have to like try and like grab like a gun off the counter and just like I don't know it the precision wasn't quite there yet. It's not there I think yet. it'll be like big, yeah. You need like a big area to play it. Kind of pain in the ass to set up, but there I think is, it'll be there soon. But there is um there is some virtual realities, maybe the home version Oculus isn't there yet maybe the next generation will be there but i know like listening to joe rogan he was talking about 
he did a virtual reality with his kid and he's like it was like a zombie game or some shit and he said the graphics yeah. were so good and like his heart was pounding he's like holy like you're walking through the woods you feel like you're walking through the woods like you're looking and you're passing by trees and you're like holy shit and when these things start rushing you and you got the guns you're like holy smokes man like i actually do feel like i got skin in the game here like it's not just you know he's like it, it actually got me there and um some people were saying the oculus don't lie you just want it for the vr porn right i was i was low-key hoping someone else would bring that up but i also heard that's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> i also heard it's phenomenal incidentally on the low-key fellas but um it's not bad. <laughs> no i said i said i bet i, I, oh, I thought you said it. it's not bad <laughs> Oh, you had your, the just... way you had your arms crossed and you're like it's not bad <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um yeah man we're it's it's it couldn't come at a better time in terms of like covid when everyone's locked down stuck when the virtual reality like drops and people can't leave their houses you think that like they're going to dump more money into this technology and start pushing it because this is the next thing for sure like you need some escapism soon this we're turning into that freaking uh What's that TV show that's on Netflix? Where like, um, it's Black all about Mirror? technology going, that's it, Black Mirror. Well, yeah. We're turning into Black Mirror basically, right? Like a year ago, where you're like, look at a pandemic comes, you're all stuck in the house and we all, we have to escapism through virtual reality. That's where we're going at. So this is what I see in the future. But yeah, if I could have something for Christmas, I want a virtual reality set like an Oculus. Mm-hmm. and some vr porn okay there we go there it is john nice. there it is you, you drug it out of me i was god thank you all right okay how, how about you fellas what do you want for christmas yeah andy what do you want because i still have to get you another present <laughs> <laughs> i would love a heavy duty uh scooter like a bird but made for 300 pound man jesus john that's Ooh, a big price tag fun. for you that's to <laughs> yeah i'm not doing that yeah yeah sorry <laughs> John's like aim. That low. would actually be fun. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dumping a, a few thousand dollars on this. <laughs> yeah, I would say like a go kart would be fun. There we go. That'd be something I'd want. There we go. And that's what you want is a go kart. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, have you ever seen those little pocket bikes, like little 50 cc ones? Yeah. I always wanted would get one of those to go to college because I just wanted to like. Everyone has like scooters and like or bike to get around campus. And I just wanted to like roll around in like a little like like we're just carried in under my arm. See a flex. You are that is straight out of those college movies. You know, if you're like a party animal wearing yeah, like Van Wilder. It is so Van Wilder if you did that. And you actually pick the bike up and carry it into class with you and put it beside your desk. Like I, I had this in my head for like all of college, <laughs> like wanted to do it and I just Never did. When you get so the scooter, a little pocket bike would be fun. When you get the scooter, you just like enroll in a couple of night classes. You've already graduated. We just you need to live this. There's there's some wild horses you haven't yet tamed, and this just has to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I got the money to buy one now, so maybe I will and just there, drive there. it the twenty miles to the gym and roll up to the deadlift platform and hit something. <laughs> you park it beside the squat rack. Yeah kick out the kickstand you're inside the building with it <laughs> they're like anybody else but fucking john hack and i would ask the guy to leave anybody else but john hack i would ask him to leave he's really pushing it though 
He's really pushing it, but all right. Okay. Okay. We're going to stop okay. at a scooter though. Right, John? You're like, sure we are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. Wink, wink. We'll see. We'll see. Exactly. We'll, we'll see. Actually, this is, so this is going to be related to our podcast. We want to do a little segment called Fuck, Mary Kill. Do you know the game? Oh, yeah. I'm familiar, sir. Okay. Um, I thought of this one while we were playing. I did Elf, John McClane, and Scrooge. Fuck, Mary Kill. Elf, John McClane, and Scrooge. You're gonna th- you're gonna think I'm crazy, John. John, you gotta go give yours first. So we okay, John, you go first. You go first. Okay, okay. Um, Do you want me to go first? I, I'm, I'm ready gonna to go. Marry, I'm gonna marry John because he can protect me. Um, I will fuck Elf, and I guess That's, kill Scrooge. That was a soundbite I wasn't ready for. But okay, walking into this, I'm gonna admit, I did not think John Hack was gonna say that, but there you go. That's the one that's gonna go viral. Congratulations. That's... Thank you. Um, here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give a little background on this. Mary, elf, and I'll tell you what, he's caring, he was loving, compassionate, okay? If I had to be stuck all alone with this guy in an apartment during lockdown, Elf looked like a cuddly fucking dude who I could hang with. So I'll marry him. I feel him. like he would drive me nuts. You're probably got a good solid point there. Okay, but okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with my point, but you're probably right. Now, kill John McClane. You're going to be what? 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 But look at... <laughs> thank you, Andy. <laughs> my man doesn't leave me hanging. Uh, but Think of it like the fucking like the predator type movie. Like that's a that's an accomplishment. That's almost like some war games here. I'm probably gonna get killed myself. It'll be kill John McClane and he ends up killing you. But that is an accomplishment. You kill Elf, you're a monster. You're a monster. Mm. Like that, that's like shooting a child. You're gonna kill, you know, uh Scrooge, the guy's already half dead. He's got a one foot in the grave, one foot in the banana peel. Time is gonna kill him. Father Time is gonna kill him. You wanna kill Scrooge? Wait three days, he's probably gonna die of natural causes. Dude, that's what I'm saying. You should kill him. Just take him out of his misery. Mercy kill him for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Nothing says Christmas more than the mercy. I don't know, right? but killing John McClane is like the the ultimate accomplishment, right? Because he's, right. he's, he's diehard, right? That he is diehard, and you killed him. Yeah, and then terrorists are going to take over the world because we don't have John McClane to protect. Yeah, but we have John Wick and Equalizer. We got plenty. <laughs> John Wick. We got Dan Bell, for God's sake. Take it easy. We're still okay. Um, and, then, and then that leaves me with fuck. And you're going to think, Scrooge, hang on a second. You don't think in 150 years of his existence, he doesn't know a thing or two? My friends, he'll fucking turn your lights up. You wouldn't keep up with this guy. He'll have you doing things, John, you never even thought of. He'll be like, tell me, to, okay? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You're gonna walk in that room. He's gonna he's gonna lock the door. He's gonna light some candles and fucking three multiple orgasms later, you'll be leaving that room. He'll be like, yeah, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right. The guy knows what he's doing. And that when you're older like that, and he'll appreciate a young man too, though. Here's another thing. He'll appreciate the the, the evening you'll share together. So I'm I'm saying for that reason, 
those are my fuck Mary kill choices. Andy, what do you think? I think I think I'm talking a lot of science here. I think I'm talking a lot of truth. You, a lot of you made some valid points. So um, I'm going to marry Elf uh, because you know I like to be the man in the relationship, and I feel like he would he would you know listen to me, and he's definitely very caring and fun, and, and uh, would be more submissive. You know, do do the chores, make make the toys. Uh, fuck John McClane. I feel like he would, oh, wow. he would. He would be a rough ride, obviously. For obvious reasons. <laughs> that is a wild. Woo wee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't think he knows the things there too either? You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. And um, and then Scrooge. Yeah, just just kill him. He's. <laughs> I don't want to go old. too old. Yeah. All okay. Right. Ne- next one. Ghost of Christmas Past, Ghost of Christmas Present, and Ghost of Christmas Future, or if yet to come. I went for his last time. When you guys have to go, we're gonna fuck Mary kill these things. I forget what they look yeah. like. It doesn't matter. They're just an idea. They're not a. They're an idea. Thing. That's right. Let's not let's not hamper them down. I would marry Future because it's always positive and always grandiose and like in like your wishes. Have you seen A Christmas Carol? No, that this thing is based is on not joyful. That is not whatever. joyful. Whatever. My future in my head is very joyful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, you have to. I don't. I guess I. I would kill the past because you got to put it behind you, and then fuck uh, the present. I'll agree with that. That's uh, exactly mine. Okay, well, uh, allow me to give a devil's avocado. Um, I would say marry the present because he lives in the future is full of anxiety. He lives in the past is depressed, but he lives in the future in the present is happy. That was deep. That's so deep. deep. That's deep. And then soundbite. It's not mine. I'm just gonna tell you right now, it's not mine. But it's okay. But but still, that's why. So marry the present. I would say. I mean, what are you gonna? What am I gonna say? Kill the future? Or that's what the fuck does that mean? I'm gonna <laughs> no future. So you, I'm I backed myself in the corner where I have to kill the past because, and then fuck the future. Because if I say I'm gonna fuck the past, I gotta kill the future. What the hell am I talking about here? There's no future. So then, bam, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill the past, put the past behind you, and uh, and me and the future are going to bang, chitty, bang, bang. Okay, right, we're going to lock choices. that door, we're going to light some oh. candles, and we're going to play a little fucking Bob Marley and get it done. Okay, gentlemen? Okay. okay. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the last one. Uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Fuck, Mary kill. <sighs> Hey, let me go. Let me go. Let me say something. Okay. Let me say something. Okay. It's coming right. right to my head right now. I want to fuck Halloween. Think of how Ooh, wild. Spooky. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good choice. If Halloween was a fucking girl, are you telling Christmas? Like that's all nice and like that's not the girl that you fuck. And um, Thanksgiving's <laughs> you know, doesn't sound like a hot chick either. Listen, <laughs> I'm taking Halloween. 
this is this is that goth emo chick that kind of scares you but kind of excites you at the same time do you understand it gets you it hits you on all sides you don't you like it but you don't want to like it and you're you're all, you're, you're excited but you're also she will cool. ruin your life but you'll love it when it happens you know you know you know that night you're gonna regret it but she's so hot you're gonna do it anyways no, That's you'll that love that night. You'll hit you'll yeah, regret it the morning. Right. You're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I already regret it, but I'm not stopping. That's Halloween. Okay. Mary, yeah. Mary, and then kill. Oh, jeez. Merry Christmas. It's right <laughs> in the name. Oh, but I do like eating. There's a lot of food on Thanksgiving. True. All right. I, I don't feel like there's as much food on Christmas. You know what? And it doesn't Kill have turkey, which is gross. You know what? Kill Thanksgiving. I could go without Thanksgiving, but I'm not going without Christmas. Because you're right. Food, gifts, family, blah, blah, blah. It's it's roped into New Year's Eve as well, damn near. So if I got to do without one, it's Thanksgiving's gone. And, and the premise behind it, it's it's a dark past too. What we're celebrating is a little sketchy. We've changed it in recent years. We've got, we're thankful for each other and we're thankful for, but the real thing of Thanksgiving isn't the greatest thing to celebrate, memorialize. So if you got to off one, off Thanksgiving, the holidays. Yeah, that's it. I'll marry, Merry Christmas. There we go. Okay. I, I would marry Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I like, I just enjoy it. Um, I guess I'll, ooh, goddamn. I feel like I don't have the Christmas spirit as much. It's always just like, oh, Christmas again. So I think I'm gonna kill Christmas and oh my god, fuck Thanksgiving. Wow, I didn't wow. see that. Oh, no, I'm Scrooge. I'm uh, I'm saying was uh, I just had to go against the grain. Yeah, I I agree with Ryan. I uh, I would marry Christmas. I love presents and uh, the spirit and um, it's lovely, dovely and and cozy. And uh, yeah, fuck. Fuck Halloween, because you know you get all you get all dressed up, all slutty, and, and be okay oh, yeah. with it. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. And then yeah, th- yeah, kill Thanksgiving. It's just you just have to like for most people they gotta get together family they don't like, and then they gotta like act all like you know like like you like, care about each other and all that stuff, and then you eat food and all not all the food is good, you know, and you got all these leftovers and you just kind of end up regretting it and. Uh, yeah, kill Thanksgiving. I, I uh, if someone was gonna say fuck Christmas, which is if, if, wouldn't it be weird because it's so family orientated and it's so like like Santa Claus and it's like it, you just couldn't you couldn't even fuck Christmas. You would have to make love to it. It just because it doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, you can make love to sense. when you're fucking. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting really deep John was like I like to make love every now and then. <laughs> I don't know about you like, guys have, you, have you not heard the song by Tenacious D fuck her gently well that's true okay fair the you greatest song of all time you make a good point you make a good point John you really brought a lot yeah. to this I'm no. glad you brought these sir is that the last one there <laughs> we got more is yeah. that yeah that's the last yeah, one we gotta save it for our show dude stop stop yeah we got we, I have like a bunch of one of those ones but yeah those were those were the fuck, we should should have done this on the Christmas theme <laughs> does this I feel more Christmassy it doesn't necessarily well I mean because New Year's and Christmas Christmas past yeah 
All of, all of them are Christmas themes. Well, consider this a bonus one, fellas. Anyone listening? Ladies and gentlemen, there's a little bonus for you. We brought it, brought it back around. Or maybe I'll just edit this and put it on the Christmas one anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fellas. Well, did we cover it all? I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, God knows we banged out a afternoon together. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, until next time. <laughs> Andy, you look so tired. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I have so much to do today. I just like, whatever. Here we go. We... <laughs> So where's everyone just before we before we bounce, where is everyone going to find the new podcast again? Just one last time. I can't remember if we said it for the last episode, if we said it for this episode as well, because we're chopping it in two. Okay, so uh, our new uh, our new show, Two Guys, One Shaker Cup, uh, we're going to launch the first of the year. Uh, I mean, our, our first episodes will be our episodes with King of the List, so we're going to kind of share it together. Um, and then... We'll start recording, and our goal is two a month. And um, I don't, we're not—we're still debating. We talked about earlier about YouTube or not, but for sure, you know, I, I uh, on iTunes, Spotify, uh, also SoundCloud. Um, the, you know the the usuals, and um, you know ex- expect uh, a lot of kind of like what we did today and uh, other other topics. We want to be more like a talk show where we have different segments and. It's not just the same old boring powerlifting interview podcast. Which is King of Lists, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we don't want to step on your toes is what we're saying. Oh, there's a nice one. John's your PR guy. John's your PR guy. John's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here and, and reword this for us. But uh, sounds good, my friends. Well, we got to do this again. It's a lot of freaking fun and uh, good luck with everything. And um, if you got links um whenever this is set up i'll do like swipe ups to the show whoever's listening to this gets a taste on king of this so we guys will be bringing it and we could um divert them do you, is there going to be like a a page for it or should this go to your ig personal ig accounts and you just have like a link in the bio type deal um i'll probably change my old podcast page and update that to to be the new but yeah we'll have a separate page bingo bango fellas Well, thanks for hopping on. Have a happy new year. We're going to touch base again in the future, I'm sure, and we'll do it again. All right. Bye, everybody. See you, fellas. Yeah.